0: Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, streaming live at (laughs) wordradio.com. I'm excited to be speaking with my next guest, Ellie Russian. She'd be doing, she has been doing some amazing work in the Philadelphia area when it comes down to covering, you know, what's happening in Philadelphia when it, when it, when it comes down to violence and gun violence. I think she's the one that people have been, you know, really listening to right now. And she recently sat down with a new uh, police commissioner here in the city of Philadelphia. And I was like, yo, I got to know what that conversation was about. So I had to get her on WRD this evening. Good afternoon. How you feeling?
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful to be here.
0: No doubt. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the people exactly who they're listening to.
1: Yeah, my name is Ellie Rushing. I am a reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. I mostly write about uh, criminal justice issues, uh, and I've, you know, for the last Two years or so focused on the gut balance crisis in the city.
0: Yes, yes. Um, You know, and when it comes down to the work that you're doing, being a journalist in the city of Philadelphia, especially covering those type of um, stories, how has it been for you, you know, over the past two years covering these type of stories? Uh,
1: um, It has. uh, It's been a roller coaster. I um, I've been in Philly for about five years um, and I was covering breaking news uh, for about three Like I wanted to learn as much as I could from people in the neighborhoods and from the communities and from families that were being most affected. I didn't want to, you know, just feel like I was always calling up academics or even, you know, city leaders to ask what's happening, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, uh, you know, I, I've met, I've seen a lot of, you know, very upsetting things, but I've met a lot of really amazing people um, who every day are, challenging status quo and breaking to make their voices be heard and make things a little bit better.
0: No doubt. And, you know, being in Philadelphia, it's a very tough city, especially if you're not from here. Um, Mm -hmm. And in covering a story, you know, where it could be very emotional, it could be very trying for, you know, some families and, and friends who have lost loved ones due to violence and gun violence. So how has the city been, you know, receptive to you as a reporter walking in, asking questions, trying to make sure that you're telling their story the correct way?
1: Mm -hmm. uh you know it varies i think i have learned how to you know hopefully approach things in a better way over the last two years and what i try to do is um you know it is people a lot of you know after a shooting happens especially like you know in the immediate aftermath of violence um a lot of people make promises a lot of people are there for families a lot of people show up you know in that you know kind of emergency responsive way and Journalists huddle, you know, with cameras and they try to talk to people at the scene. Um, but, but not a lot of people always go back. And so I've tried to, um, tried to go back as much as I can to keep the promises that I make, um, to really just sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, people get upset at me and, and, and I totally understand. I know that they're not always fleshing out at me, but at what they have been through. Um, You know, as a white woman, especially coming into these spaces, um, just really trying to be as transparent as possible about what I what I'm looking to to ask them about, how I'm looking to use what they're going to share with me um, and that you know, try to take the cues from from the people that I'm
0: interviewing. Mm-hmm. And I love that you acknowledge that, you know, because some people as journalists and reporters don't really acknowledge the differences when coming into these spaces. And I think that that actually kills the story more than helps the story, um, because it can help people be a little bit more comfortable opening up to you to make sure that they can trust you and, and and ensure that whatever comes out is going to be written in a way in which their family member or their loved one seems, you know, like a real human, <laughs> an actual human. Mm-hmm human being Mm -hmm. so that's one of the reasons why i really wanted to sit down with you and have this conversation because you had the privilege of sitting down and speaking with our new uh police commissioner here in the city of philadelphia as our uh, administration is changing over the commissioner changed over and people are looking for this man to do some work right Mm -hmm. so when it comes down to uh, that sit down as a journalist were you nervous like how did you walk into it uh
1: i i think i was i would be lying if i said i wasn't a little bit nervous um police commissioner outlaw was not the most accessible to the media. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got to sit down with her um, during you know her tenure. And so, you know, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. But he uh, he, w- he was lovely to speak with. And um, it was a great conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you feel like uh, because, you know, you, you say I'm working at the Philadelphia inquiry and I want to have this conversation at, talking to a police commissioner, do you feel like that is the push away sometimes?
1: Um, you mean like that, uh, that maybe they'd be more willing. I mean, I, you know, yeah, the is the is, you know, the.
0: I'm sorry. Can you say that again for me? Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know if my
1: wifi is messing up. Um, I, I think that it helped a little bit if, the, if, if you mean like, um, if,
0: well, you know, I was saying, I feel sad. like people get intimidated because when you hear the Inquirer, <laughs> journalist from the Inquirer, like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, you know? So the fact that he was able to sit down with you, do you feel like, you know, he wasn't intimidated by the title that you have?
1: Oh, I don't, th- I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, he'd met with uh, the Philadelphia Tribune, um, he, he'd he spoken with a handful of other outlets and, um, you know, I, I like to think that maybe he, you know, knows that what he is sharing with us um, you know, is is putting on the record his plans and his promises and what he wants to do and that we are going to hold him accountable for those things. Um But, um, you know, I think there's there's mutual respect across the board.
0: No doubt. And before we get into y- your conversation, um, when it comes down to just ha- one way you went about it, which I appreciate as another journalist, you actually opened up Comments and questions for the community to engage with you. How did that go? About did you get a flood of DMs, a flood of questions? Like, how did that go before you actually went into the conversation?
1: Yeah, I just I just posted it on my own um, Instagram, and I got a handful of questions. Some that I had already um, written down, right? Like, how are you know? How's the city going to expand victim services or interact better support the families of homicide victims and co-victims? um no gun zone ended up (laughs) posting it and so then there was a lot of questions which Mm i i only got to sit with him for an hour um but it really informed just um what people want to know moving forward right people are interested in Mm -hmm. how the department responds to missing persons reports Mm -hmm. and um stuff and how we're going to make sure how the department's going to make sure that doesn't disproportionately target black men and so all these it's 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 just helpful even if I wasn't able to ask every question to know what is on people's mind and what they uh, what they want to see going mm-hmm. forward
0: and Ellie we got to go to a quick commercial break and right after this break mm-hmm. we're going to get into your actual conversation with the uh, police commissioner I'm excited to know what you all talked about and if he's actually going to do what he said he's going to do we'll be right back after this quick commercial it's your girl PLC ready who's up where's the professor
1: the phone, check. One, two, here we go
0: and now back to evening words with Dr. James Peterson on W U U R D progressive black talk media yep 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 yep. you already know what time it is man it's your girl PLC. we back live 900 AM WRD 96.1 word radio is 4 minutes past the top of the hour I'm filling in for James Peterson this evening on word I'm excited because you know this is my first time on evening word so I want to make sure we have a jam packed show for you we want to make sure you are engaging with us 215-634-8065 toll free 1-866-361 0900 I see everybody in on Facebook I see your Drop in your comments. Continue to do so. I will definitely make time to read those out loud. You can definitely catch us in on Facebook. You can catch us live on Facebook, my apologies, at Forward Word, on Twitter, at Onward, and also on Instagram, at Onward. And don't forget, February is a month of love, and Word has an exclusive new collection for you this month only. Our Love Word line features a t shirt, stainless wine glasses, a hoodie, water bottles, coffee mugs, tote bags. And guess what? If you are a member, you can get this brand in this swag for 50% off all you have to do is shop word today join or renew your membership and you can get a discount code directly to your email all you got to do is go to word radio.com slash I love word to stop shopping to start shopping now and show your love for your favorite radio station that is word radio.com slash I love word to start shopping now but let's get back into it with our special Yes, I'm excited We got Ellie rushing on the line Coming from the Philadelphia Inquirer She just recently sat down With our new police commissioner Here in the city of Philadelphia Everybody was kind of ready For a new police commissioner So, you know, we hope that this guy Does what he said he's going to do And Ellie, I want to just jump right into it You know, when it comes down To this new administration A lot of people were skeptical About Shirelle's Madam Shirelle Parker's um, Outlook on stop and frisk When it comes down to the new police commissioner What is his outlook on stop and frisk?
1: So um, he he says that you know stop and frisk is kind of the you know to start stop and frisk is kind of the general term that that the media uses that the public knows this practice as it's generally known as like pedestrian stops or Terry stops um, and he does he did say that when it is done legally it's it's an important part of policing mm-hmm. um, he says that you know each stop is scrutinized. That it's reviewed by internal affairs, then top police brass, then an outside group, later a federal judge, um, to ensure that no one is being overtly targeted. Um, legally, stop. Uh, you know, a pedestrian stop um, can occur if a police has um, probable cause that a person is in the process of committing a crime or may have committed a crime or is engaged in criminal activity. Mm-hmm. When they stop them, if they then believe that they could be armed. Um, or presently dangerous, then they can continue with the frisk or searching them. Um, p- uh, pedestrian stops have plummeted um, in recent years. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, The use of stop and frisk peaked in like, the early 2010s during Mayor Michael Nutter's administration. And that was actually while uh, Kevin Bethel was uh, the new police commissioner, was then the patrol, uh, head of patrol operations for the department. Mm-hmm. It then significantly declined um, under. Mayor, uh, former Mayor Jim Kenney, from like 200,000 pedestrian stops in 2015 to fewer than 10,000 in 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, you know, he says that they're an important part of crime prevention when they're done legally. um, And he says that people might see an uptick in them as part of the crime strategy in neighborhoods um, that have the
0: higher rates of crime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it comes down to community policing, did he speak on that at all?
1: Uh he said, you know, one one thing that uh Mayor Parker said when uh is that she wanted to hire three hundred more police officers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be a challenge, right? The police department is down and their staffing levels are down about twenty percent for a variety of reasons. Um they're they're trying to hire more officers. They wanna put more on footbeats and they re- he says that they're rethinking this community policing model community partnerships model. Mm-hmm. But he didn't give um didn't give details on on what how that will exactly work yet
0: Mm -hmm. and then did he speak a little bit on community in general how community relationships and police relationships will actually come together how we can strengthen them what was his thoughts on that
1: um i i didn't ask him specifically about that during our sit down but he you know he did use he, he centered the word community a lot in our in our discussion about other issues so about Kensington, he said that, you know, they're really centering like the voices of community organizations and what the community wants police to do when they, you know, as they clean things up there. Um he he said that, you know, I am talking kind of generally about this community policing model that it's gonna be this partnership. So um he he said he, he said and he seemed like that was at the forefront of like all these conversations, but Um, We didn't specifically talk about really mending those those um, relationships that that have been frayed over recent years.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to ask, too, about his strategies when it comes down to uh, preventing petty crimes, such as like auto thefts and things of that nature. Did he address that at all?
1: Yeah, so reducing quality of life, nuisance crimes, um, is, is top of mind, was top of mind for Mayor Parker and, and is for him. Um, one of her first actions in office was to sign a, um, uh, an executive order requiring the new police commissioner to within 30 days bring her, her you know, a, a sense of a plan of, of how they're, of how they're going to address ATVs, vehicle theft, car theft. Issues like that. Um, he again wouldn't get into the specifics of how that's going to work, but what he, he emphasized is, you know, that conversations in the city have have, you know, uh, been centered around gun violence and shootings and violent crime for for good reason. Um, but that kind of in the background of all the of, of all of that are a proliferation of these kind of smaller level crimes, right? But that maybe. But that kind of he described as affecting more often kind of the day-to-day average citizens. So he talked about, you know, his mother-in-law in North Philly, who, um, sees, you know, the guys gambling on the corner and the, you know, illegal speakeasy and the illegal dumping and, mm-hmm. um, just kind of feeling like, you know, do you see what I see? Do you, you know, can, can something be done about this that affects me and my little bubble and my little, you know, community every day? Um, he said, you know, he wants to return a level of order, a level of certainty was words that he used. That if you break a law, there's going to be consequences. Certainty mm-hmm. that, you know, when you're sitting at a stoplight at three in the morning, um, you know, if you choose to run that stoplight, even though no one's really around, that you could that you could still, you know, get pulled yeah. over and and get in trouble for that. Um, but what those consequences are will vary, and and he he's still been against that. It sounds like. They are in the process of, um, of really drafting these plans and, and hopefully presenting them to the public around uh, Mayor Parker's 100 day in office mark, which is in early April. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll learn more in the next month or so. Mm-hmm.
0: And before I ask you a specific question about your conversation, I want to ask you again a little bit about what he was talking about. Um, did he did he expand a little bit on the relationship between um, the new mayor himself and Larry Krasner's office?
1: Yeah, um we we talked about that. He he said that, you know, he um so so some background for everyone. Obviously there's been, you know, some tension between office uh, and the police force. Um and in recent years, um it seemed as if many of our city leaders were not always talking more, even on sometimes speaking
0: terms. That part. Um and he It seems uh, like it, it was actually <laughs> happening if you were paying attention. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was. Um and and you know, he said that Mayor Parker uh, is very clear in her one Philly slogan, and that to have a functional city, to have a functional um, law enforcement department, that he that he has to work with uh, Mr. Krasner. He said that he's met with him in a group setting. Um, that they've started talking about some of their plans for you know Kensington and and petty crimes um, and how um, you know. Any plan that he wants to to implement really, you know, the, the DA's office has to be on board with that. And so, um, he he said that he's hopeful that they that everyone can work together.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, and Ellie, I want to ask you specifically, you know, going into this conversation, it can bring a lot of tension for you as a journalist, because you have to bring back a decent story or at least a story that people want to read. Um, so were there any surprising or unexpected insights that you heard as a journalist that, you know, shook, shocked you or shook you up a little bit while you were having the conversation?
1: Um, I mean, nothing, I guess, about kind of his plans and, and, and vision was surprising because he really echoed everything, you know, Many of his plans were what uh, Mayor Parker's plans were and what her vision is, and and it's his job to try to execute that vision. Um, you know, there were some things, um, you know, I guess about him as a person that, that I learned. Um, yeah, you know, he, he said he's a cancer survivor. Um, his, uh, he, his grandmother, um, was a sharecropper and he's from Philadelphia. He went to, um, he's a graduate of Archives High School. He's raised by a single mother. Um, you know, I think that, um, he has a, a, an interesting backstory that, um, you know, I, that, that I, that I think a lot of people in the city can relate to, um, and that I am, uh, eager to learn a little bit more about, um, yeah.
0: Any other key takeaways that we should know that I didn't necessarily ask you from the conversation?
1: Um, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the city's plans and, and the police department's plans for Kensington, um, will be something really to closely watch. This has been a key initiative for the She said that she wants to shut down the open air drug market in the neighborhood, um, which, uh, has been an issue for decades. Um, Kensington, like many of, you know, many of the issues that, the the Commissioner Bethel and the Parker want to address, um, are, all very complicated issues. They've been deeply entrenched in the city forever. They're very connected to the high rates of poverty, to the distrust in police, um, to, you know, just, you know, general, just trauma, um, generational trauma in a lot of these neighborhoods and, and families. And um, so solving solving these is not, solving a lot of these things is not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it will be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if it's a band aid approach or if it's for real.
0: I definitely agree with you on that. And I love that you mentioned that because I I'm praying that it's not a band-aid approach. We need a change mm-hmm. in the city of Philadelphia. And with all these new faces, these new titles, these new, you know, people taking over these new roles, I want to make sure that we are holding these people accountable, especially as journalists. I feel like it's one of it's our mm-hmm. job. It's, you know, to hold people accountable and to make sure that integrity is put into the city for people who are listening to us so they can hold us accountable and we can continue to be trusted sources. So Ellie, again, mm-hmm. please share how people can read your actual article. Um, and how they can stay locked with you and everything with the work that you're doing for the city.
1: Yeah, I uh, you can read my articles on uh, the in the print paper, the or the Daily News. Um, my email is erushing at inquire.com. And I'm on Instagram at by Ellie rushing uh, uh-huh. and also Twitter at Ellie rushing. So um, I'm always looking to meet new people and, and hear more stories and, and highlight um, the many lives that we've lost in the city. So uh, please
0: reach out anytime. No doubt. And my last question before I let you go: You know, we, you spoke about the hundred days. You spoke about the thirty days. Do you have faith in this new administration?
1: Uh, you know, I, I I don't think it's my um. My you know, I tend to ask them questions and and uh, listen to their answers and hold them accountable for those answers. Um, mm-hmm and uh it's you know i think it's up to the residents to decide whether they have faith they've elected them um and and now i will uh you know bring them the stories of whether they're whether they're doing their job that the residents
0: want to see it i agree thank you ellie i appreciate you i hope you have a great rest of your day and i look forward to staying connected with you thank Thank you you so much have a great day no doubt peace